What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. Week 9 picks. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe on all the all your podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. Leave a review. Send me an email, Talk at gmail.com. Retweet on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Been a little light on the Instagram lately, but I will get back on the gram. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about a thing. We're going to get back on there, but we're going to talk top 10 power rankings and week nine picks, including the big one, uh, two big ones, really. Ohio State, Penn State, the number two versus number 13 teams in the, in the country. Big game for the Big Ten East. Also, Michigan hosting Michigan State. Big rivalry, big rivalry game. That's on ABC at 7.30 p.m. Also, a few... Intriguing matchups with some of the the lower-rated teams in the Big Ten, including a sneaky good matchup, I think, in the West, which we'll talk about at the the second part of this podcast. But first, let's just talk briefly about power rankings and top 10. We'll get right into it. My power rankings starting at 14, my consistent number 14 team is Northwestern, Northwestern Wildcats. They did put up a bit of a fight against a backup quarterback at, with for the Maryland Terrapins. Really was honestly a, a bit shocked at how much it took Maryland to pull that game out. But the reality is Maryland is 6-2, and two, and Northwestern is 1-6, and six, and 1-3 and in the Big Ten. They are my worst team in... In the conference right now, Indiana, right, right above them at thirteen. You know, obviously they're, you know, they they started out with three straight wins, and honestly, the win against Western Kentucky, the win against Illinois, really good. Had a chance to beat Rutgers this past week, but lost by a touchdown. I've got Indiana at thirteen. I've Rutgers at twelve. Rutgers beat Indiana. But they lost to the to the team above them by a point, and that's Nebraska. Nebraska three and four. Still not sure what to make of them under Mickey Joseph. Uh, we'll see after after the bye week how they gel. They have a big test this week uh, against Illinois. Excited to see what that game is is like. Believe it or not, nobody's really out of the Big Ten West race yet. So uh, it'll, intriguing to see what happens there. Nebraska at 11, Iowa 10, their their offense is so bad. So bad. And I'm I'm going to stop for a minute to rant about Iowa. He, Kirk Ferentz has been asked about the offense a lot and he was in Kirk Ferentz's words interrogated by a, an Ohio State beat writer who has been very critical of Kirk Ferentz as many have been very critical of Kirk Ferentz and particularly his son, Brian Ferentz, and his management of the offense. And Kirk Ferentz kind of played it off as like, you know, I'd be mad if I had his, uh, you know, I'd be mad if I had his job too, in re- reference to the uh, to the beat writer. 
basically saying, yeah, you know, he's got a, a sad life that he has to be a reporter and whatnot. I, I just want to point this out in this mini rant that Kirk Ferentz is a the highest paid employee, public employee of the state of Iowa. You are getting paid millions of dollars to stink. Like that beat writer, who I happen to think is really good at his job, has every right to question you when your offense is that bad. Like just to give context, Iowa's defense played really well on Saturday. And they got beat by 44 points because their offense stinks. It's awful. It's so bad. So bad. Like the worst I've ever seen. And you have the audacity to not actually answer that question and to, to, to shrug it off. Like, I like Kirk Ferentz. He's, he's been a great coach for a long time at Iowa. But at some point, you need accountability. And that's not accountability. Iowa is 10th. Their offense is like, it's not even 14th. It's so bad. But Iowa is 10th. This is 4 through 9. Actually, no, 5 through 9 is the most difficult for me to rank. Because I feel like they're between inconsistent and... Like, they're inconsistent, but sometimes there's flashes of greatness and sometimes there's flashes of just awfulness. So, number nine, I have Michigan State. They beat Wisconsin. But I'm not sure Michigan State's ceiling is as high as Wisconsin's. And... Wisconsin just beat the tar out of Purdue. I know it was an 11-point win, but it was 35-10 going into the fourth quarter. Like, real talk, Wisconsin blew the doors off of of Purdue. Um, And so Michigan State, I've got Michigan State at 9. I have Wisconsin at 8. I have Minnesota at 7. And if Tanner Morgan continues to, to be out, Minnesota is... Probably lower than both Wisconsin and Michigan State. Even though Minnesota beat Michigan State. But right now, I've got Minnesota 7 because I think Tanner Morgan's going to come back. And I think when Tanner Morgan's in there and he plays good, Minnesota is is a decent team. I've got Purdue at 6, but it's hard for me to keep Purdue there with the loss to, to Wisconsin. But they, I think they're 5-3. and three. They're 5-3. and three. Um, And... You know, they were they're three and two in the Big Ten. And so they're a half game they're they're a half game out of first place in the West. So Purdue did not look good, but I've got them in the driver's seat. Or well, as as one of the co-driver's seats in the conference. They they still really control their own destiny. Illinois at four. At Illinois, I had at three. I dropped them before. I know they were on a bye week. I'm going to explain that in my my top three. And so, Illinois is at four. And I think they have separated from the rest of the pack at this point. And I would say maybe Maryland has separated a little bit, even though they struggled against Northwestern, because they have won the games they're supposed to. 
like re- they've they've won the games they're supposed to. You know, outside of you know, they they were close against uh they were close against Michigan and I believe they they beat Purdue or my I'm forgetting right now who who knocked off Maryland to get to give them a second loss. Um let me look that up here. But Maryland is six and two. They've beat most of the teams that they're supposed to. Uh they lost to Purdue. They lost to Purdue, but they beat Michigan State. They beat Indiana. They they've been close though with with Indiana and Northwestern. So I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Um Again, I think if Talia is out for an extended period of time, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. I have not heard anything. I know he was out last week. Um, it does look like Talia will be back for the, their upcoming game next week, but they are on a bye this week. So that's good for him to get some rehab. Um, so I've got Maryland at five, Illinois at four. Number three, I've got Penn State. I thought Penn State against Minnesota, I know that the backup quarterback was in for Minnesota and he's not very good. I still think Penn State showed another gear that just nobody in the West has. And so I think Illinois could beat Penn State because of their strong running game and their strong defense. But I also think Penn State could probably beat Illinois by three or four touchdowns. And that's no sh- that's no disrespect to Illinois. It's just Penn State has athleticism that Illinois does not have, which is why I think the Penn State-Ohio State game is going to be a little closer than people think. Spoiler alert. I've got Penn State at three. I've got Michigan at two. And, and I, really, I have Michigan at 1B. I think Michigan's really, really good. I think it's razor thin between Michigan and Ohio State right now. I have Ohio State at one. Uh, I think Ohio State, I'm, re- I'm really concerned about the running game after this past week. And I think if Ohio State can't run the ball, I think they will lose to, to Michigan. I think they have, a, ch- they have, a, they have a, a real chance to lose this week. Uh, at, at Penn State, so I, yeah, I, I, I still think Ohio State's the most complete team. I think they have the most talent in the country right now. Uh, that that might be a debate between them and Georgia and Alabama, but I still think Ohio State right now is the most complete team. But watch out for Michigan, and honestly, watch out for Penn State. I I think the the Michigan Penn State game is. It's misleading, and I'll talk about that in the in the matchups later. My national top ten, I have Oklahoma State ten. Um, you know, aside from their one loss, they've been very good. Uh, they beat Texas this past week, which I think is a good win. Um, defensively, they were great against Quinn Ewers. Penn State at nine. I know they are ranked thirteenth. I I really think their loss against Michigan is being overplayed. I think a lot of people want to say, well, Penn State's not very good. I think Penn State has more athleticism than people really want to give them credit for. And honestly, I think their one weakness is their line play. I think their offensive line is mediocre to to decent. I thought against uh, Minnesota, I watched them a little bit. 
they were controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's that's a good defensive line. And I think they they got beat by a better offensive line and a better running game. And when you can't stop them and you get tired, the avalanche gets rolled on you. Um, and that was, I think, a big part of it. So, I, But I, I think Penn State's a top 10 team in the country right now. Um, Oregon at 8. I think they have really rebounded from their week one loss to Georgia. I think if Georgia and Oregon played again, I, I don't think Oregon would win. I do think it'd be a lot closer. I think it'd probably be like a 10 to 14 point game and not a, a bajillion point game. They're really good. Bo Nix is playing really good ball right now. I've got TCU at seven. I, TCU and Clemson are kind of in the same boat for me that they're undefeated. I think they're playing good ball for them. I think if they played any combination of Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Tennessee, or Ohio State, they get beat by at least two touchdowns. They're just they're just not complete. And they, they don't have I don't think they have the strength up front or the speed on the outside. I know they, they have the they have the one receiver who's really, really dynamic. Max Duggan's playing really well at quarterback for them. But I think if you if they matched up against any one of these other teams in the top six, aside from Clemson, I think they'd struggle. I've got Bama at six. You'll you will see this in my midseason review, which is coming, going to drop on Friday. I think Bama is going to be in the national championship game. I think Bama had their one loss. I think the tiger. I think the the bear has been woken up, and I think they're going to win the SEC. That is, it happens. Everybody's now doubting Bama. Just watch out. It's coming. So Alabama at six. I think there's a real argument for them to be at five. Cle- I have Clemson at five on the sheer fact that they are undefeated. I, listen, they, they have beat, I think, three or four top 25 teams. I don't care. They're not very good. They're just not. And the top 25 teams are fake good. Like, they don't have the line play. They they don't like if they if they played teams with real offensive lines and real defensive lines they would have a lot more losses. All right, I, I'm just being real. Like NC State, not very good. Syracuse, not very good. Like, sorry, and they like they almost got beat by Syracuse. They almost got beat by uh, NC. Well, no, they they took control of NC State, but they just they have not looked dominant. And I think their offense is clunky. At times, I think, you know, DJ Uyunglele was just benched for Cade Klubnik. That's a problem. But also, I think Clemson's probably going to make it to the playoff because I don't know who's going to beat them. Like, maybe UNC in, in the ACC championship game. Maybe. I think that might be the only chance. I got Michigan four. I, I think the top four, it's razor thin, quite honestly. I've got Michigan at four, Georgia three, Tennessee two, and Ohio State at one. I think you can make an argument for any of those four teams to be at number one. Um, I I think I I have Ohio State there for now. I want to see what happens against Penn State. I think if Penn State str- or I think if Ohio State struggles this week, I will have pr- probably have a n- new number one team next week. So, um, that is my top ten. Let's take a quick break, and then we will get to the picks right here on the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. A couple of uh, really really good games. And a few, I think, intriguing games. We're going to start 2.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network 
Rutgers at Minnesota. Minnesota a 14-point favorite. Honestly, I don't know who is starting. I think it might be Noah Vedral for Rutgers. I haven't I haven't seen anything yet on who is going to be the starter uh, for Minnesota. I do think a lot rides here on who is playing for Minnesota. And I think I think if uh Kalia Kamanis or I I'm doing such a terrible job of pronouncing his name. Um but I do think if Tanner Morgan is out I I would not be surprised if Rutgers would pull off the upset here. Because Rutgers, I think they can slow down the running game. As good as... Ibrahim is is really, really good. Really, really good. But we saw against Penn State that they could really slow him down. I think he had 30 carries for over 100 yards. Which, you know, over 100 yards sounds good. But it's, you know, three and a half yards a carry. So... And if they can't get anything through the air, I think that becomes really, really difficult for for them. And Rutgers' defense, you know, quietly, I, I think they're a top 15 defense in the country. They're pretty good against the run. So I I still think Minnesota wins, but I I think Rutgers keeps it close in this game. Even... I think if Tanner Morgan is in, I think it'll probably be like a 10 or 13 point win. Even then though, like Tanner Morgan may not be fully right. Like he's coming off a concussion and when he is off, I think that gives Rutgers a possibility to win. Is it home? I'm going to pick Minnesota to win and I'm going to say 24 to 20 Minnesota over Rutgers. I, I think if Tanner Morgan plays, maybe add three to seven points there. But I, I like Minnesota to win, but I think it's close. I think Rutgers has a chance to win at the end. So Minnesota up uh wins 24 to 20. On ESPN2 at 330, Northwestern at Iowa. Iowa is an 11 point favorite. Goodness, this is. I. If I could pick negative scores in this game, I would. The line is eleven points. I don't know if there's going to be eleven points scored in the game. That's that's actually probably not true. I think Iowa. I think Iowa will have enough on the offensive line to be able to at least get some push. Not sure who the quarterback's going to be for Iowa. Spencer Petrus or Alex Padilla uh, is on, is listed on the on the depth chart. I think Iowa gets it done. I've got seventeen to seven. Uh, Northwestern barely covers, uh, but Iowa wins at home in Kinnick Stadium. Three thirty on ABC. Number seventeen Illinois is at Nebraska. Illinois is a seven and a half point favorite. Nebraska and Illinois both had bye weeks. There's a renewed energy at Nebraska. Illinois has a, has a real chance, I think, to put some distance between some teams in the Big Ten West. 
I don't know why. I, I, I really like Illinois. I think they're one of the more complete teams. But I just have a vibe. Like, this might be the type of game that Nebraska gets an upset. I'm picking Nebraska 20-27-24. Just because I, I think I believe in Mickey Joseph. And it's at home. The more time that Mickey Joseph gets, the more they can buy into his philosophy and his his character, his demeanor. And as good as Illinois is, I think Illinois has some really good pieces. I don't think they have the talent that like some of the upper tier Wisconsins have had. Where they can just they can just steamroll everybody. Remember, they lost to Indiana. Indiana's not very good. And and granted, I think Illinois got screwed over by by the officials in that game. But like Illinois was still struggling against Indiana. I think Nebraska can get Illinois. And so I'm picking Nebraska to upset Illinois. And Nebraska, if they do that, will be tied for the lead in the Big Ten West, which is absurd. So I'm picking Nebraska for the upset. At 7.30 on ABC, Michigan State at number four, Michigan. Uh, Michigan's a 23-point favorite. I I think this game will be closer than that. I, I think Michigan, I think Michigan State is better against the run than people think. Like Michigan State's weakness is on is on the back end. And I don't think Michigan is as good on the back end. Or uh, uh, wide out, excuse me. And while I don't think Michigan State will be able to run the ball super well, I also think Mel Tucker, people are really sleeping on Mel Tucker as a coach. You know, they're they're all poking fun at him. They're all saying, well, he can't coach. He can't, you know, he got paid $95 million to go three and four, all that stuff. Listen, I think we're going to see some Mel Tucker magic uh, on Saturday night. I don't think it's enough to win. It's at Michigan. I think Michigan wants revenge for last year. They don't have Ken- – and Michigan State doesn't have Kenneth Walker. But Michigan is not built to steamroll everybody. And this is a team that I don't think Michigan can just steamroll. I th- similarly, I think to, to an Iowa, now, now Iowa has a much better defense, so I'm not comparing Michigan State's defense to Iowa's defense. But it's similar in this regard. It's not a, it's not a phenomenal matchup for Michigan. It's, the reason why everybody thought Ohio State would take Michigan State to the woodshed is because you have those receivers against Michigan State secondary. I think Michigan's receivers are good. I think J.J. McCarthy is good. I don't think that's how Michigan wants to play. I think they want to ground and pound, play action, let McCarthy create a little bit. And I just don't think they're going to – I think they're going to have some stalled drives. I think they're going to have to settle for field goals. I still think Michigan wins. I think I've got Michigan winning by 10, 31 to 20 – or 30 to 20. 30 to 20, Michigan wins. But I think it's I think it's a four-quarter game. 
And I, I think we'll see... I think we'll see the reality that the Michigan win over Penn State was more matchup dictated than it was, well, Penn State's terrible. Which leads me to Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, big noon kickoff, 12 p.m. at Beaver Stadium with the best broadcast crew, Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson. Ohio State's a 15 and a half point favorite. C.J. Stroud coming off a really nice performance, particularly in the second half after he threw a pick. He threw four touchdowns, threw for nearly 300 yards. He's played really well this season. I think Penn State, as, as much as they struggled against the running backs against Michigan, Ohio State's running attack is not as effective. Penn State's I think Penn State has the type of defense that can limit Ohio State. Joey Porter Jr., Jair Brown, uh, Johnny Dixon in the back end. There's a couple other guys in that back end that are nasty, nasty for Penn State. This will be the best secondary that Ohio State has faced and will face until they get to the playoff, if they make it there. Still not sure what's going on with Jackson Smith and Jigba. He came off the field hobbled. They're saying it was just a pitch count. I don't think I really buy that. But I think Jackson Smith and Jigba will play. But he's still getting acclimated to to playing. It's in Happy Valley. They're coming off a big win, a big confidence boost against Minnesota. I think Penn State hits him hard early. I think C.J. Stroud sometimes struggles early in games. I thought the Iowa game was, you know, is another example of that. I think they come out a little slow. And it is maybe 17-14 at half Penn State. I think Ohio State will take control in the second half. I think Ohio State might blitz them. Uh, blitz, not blitz them defensively, but blitz, go on one of their scoring blitzes where they score two or three touchdowns in two, th- or two or three straight possessions to put it out of reach. I think the defense really adjusts in the second half, but I I don't think I don't think Ohio State covers. I've got thirty eight twenty seven Ohio State. I think Penn State gets gets some yardage. I think their receivers give the corners a little bit of trouble. I do think Ohio State will get pressure. Uh, throughout the game, and I think that will be the undoing of Penn State. But I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think Ohio State covers. Again, I think it's very possible it's a four-quarter game. So big game, Ohio State-Penn State kind of helps shape the wet, or the East division a little bit. If Penn State loses, they're out. If Ohio State loses then it becomes a three-team gauntlet to see who gets to that to the Big Ten championship game. So that'll do it for the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, leave a review, retweet. Check us out on Instagram. Take care. God bless.